Hello, and welcome everyone to Her Money Club Stories. My name is Rachelle Minnie. I am the founder of Her Money Club. The intention for these beautiful discussions is to collect women's stories of how they've overcome challenges related to money and life, and as that journey unfolds. In Her Money Club, we talk a lot about aligning your money strategy and life purpose to create a thriving life, and that is a process. And as we go on this journey, I want to collect all of the pieces of that journey with some amazing women to expand us all into what's possible, no matter where we are at on that adventure. So today we have with us Rachel, and I'll let her introduce herself and what she is up to in the world. Hello. Oh, hello, beautiful friends. It's so fun to be here. Um, So I'm Rachel Kringoli, and I am a life coach that helps women become their wildest dreams. And I will tell you, to be where I am right now and introduce myself as that has taken quite a journey from identity shift to really loving where I am in the process of everything and using tools. I was an oncology nurse before becoming a life coach and really learning that my skills and my tools of knowing how to help people, that I was worthy to even receive money for that. Like, I know it's a big thing that we're going to talk about, but just even being in the mindset of being able to receive that and love that and be okay with that has been a huge part of my growth. So I'm so excited for this conversation. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Me too. And I love this topic. I know it's probably one of the scariest topics is like worthiness around money, but it's so important to have everyone kind of share their journey in that because for some people, they they haven't overcome it. For some of us, we are like navigating it, working through it um, very actively. And so I would love to hear if there was maybe one pivotal moment or like one um, shift in identity you mentioned that helped you kind of take that leap into worthiness around money. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh, well, to weave the story, right? Um, a lot of coaching, honestly, <laughs> but I really had to look at my own experience with money and like, well, what did I learn? What was I taught about money? Why do I think these things about money? And I grew up, you know, middle class. I went to an all girls private, very well off school. And just, I saw people with money as like bad because they weren't nice to me. And so I, for a long time associated having money with not being a good person. So not having money made me better (laughs) in my mind than people with money. And I got to a point in my career with nursing where I just knew there was a better way to help people and I wanted to run with it. And so when I started my own business, I mean, I was not charging nearly what I charge now because I didn't think one, my work was worth it or two, that it was okay to exchange my services for money. Like it very much was this mindset of like, no, like people just need this. Like, I don't need to charge this. Like, I just want to help people. I want to save people and I don't need anything in return and not seeing it as this equal thing. So I think a pivotal shift for me was really seeing like, okay, number one, like no one is better than anybody. (laughs) If you have money or if you don't like money is just a circumstance and it's your thoughts about it that really like you know, create your experience with it. So doing a lot of soul work of like, okay, why am I even thinking these things and changing my own experience? And what I thought about money was a huge part of it. But really, I think the pivotal moment was saying like, I have something so valuable in the world and people need this. And it's up to me to show them 
the value of it. I'm not just out here being like, let me take your money. It's like, no, like this will save your life. Like you need to go out and live your life so you don't get sick. And like, that is, you can't put a price on that. So really like, and for me, you know, charging what I did when I started and it was, it was low and fine, right? Like get your experience. And I always think like charge what you're comfortable with too, because that's what sells it. But doing that gave me more of the experience to grow the confidence and grow this identity of no, like I'm a coach and this works and here's why. And just getting more comfortable and in love with it's not, it's not even about the money. I think that's the most ironic part. We talk about money, but it's not even about the money. Like that's the pivotal change is just yeah. seeing like money has nothing to do with it. It's my thoughts about the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my experience. And like taking that life. responsibility and power back, like you are yeah. in control of that. So that's like a really powerful, like realization. So I yeah. love that. Yeah. I'm curious now, um, because this has come up uh, a number of times for those who have kind of bridged over into transition into a business. And we've all myself included experience like charging way too low of, of fees. And so I'm just curious, like on like from where you started to where you're at now, like where did you start from a price point and like, where are you at now? And if there was any advice that you would give anyone who's kind of in that beginning phase of, not even knowing what to charge is often a question I get, but also like, how did you kind of work through that? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So I just picked a number and I said a hundred dollars an hour nice. <laughs> and I, and I had so many different offerings when I first started, it was like, do you literally want one hour of my yeah. time? Perfect. And yeah. then I kind of played around with some packages. So I worked with people for three months and six months and just tried a lot of different things to see what worked. So, right. So it was three months package, 1200, six months package, 24. And I just did it in that way. And I got to see what worked <laughs> and what didn't in just the time frame. And I mean, this has been over the span of almost two years now in January, 2022, it'll be two years in business. And my prices are now 5,000 for four months. So it just, that's where I say you change and you grow with it. And when you can really see, oh, these are the results that people get, like, yes, yes. sports. It's like a full body, yes. And I love yeah. what you describe in that. And I, same thing, had a similar situation where I was doing financial plans and the money didn't feel good, like, because yeah. it was so low, because it was, you get excited and kind of amped up around like just getting paid <laughs> to do what you love. But then yeah. you forget, like, can I energetically show up? at this price point. And I noticed for me, it was like a no, like I wasn't excited at lower price points. And so there's a, a really good book um, called the abundance project, which talks about this and actually helping you level up and getting to that point of like, okay, here's where I feel a little bit uncomfortable. So let me say that price out loud and just do it over and over and over again to get comfortable. And then you just kind of continue to, to increase until you get to that point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there was all the mind drama about it, right? Who am I to charge this much? People aren't going to want to pay it. I'm not worth it. Like, Mm -hmm. and literally just having to give myself the answers of like, no, why is this worth it? Why will people pay? Right. Like all of it, like all of the value behind it. And totally right. The first time you say it out loud, you're going to want to vomit all over the place. Then you're going to be like, no, no, this is not. (laughs) 
Yeah. I usually ask people like, what's, what's the price point that makes you want to throw up? Okay. Let's start there. <laughs> yeah. And right. And that's where like a hundred dollars mm-hmm. felt audacious. Yeah. When I started. It felt like, like, who am I to do this? Yeah. 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 So that's from, again, it's like the, the money part. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a hundred dollars or exactly. And it's all in our heads. Um, I also want to make just one other comment around this topic, because I think when we start to sit down and pull apart, like all the work that you put into that one, $100 an hour, it's way more than one hour. So you're not actually getting a hundred dollars an hour, right? Because you have pre-work and after work and follow-up work. So just like, as a reminder for everyone, there's more work involved. So pay yourself according to really all of what you're going to put into that one hour of coaching or one hour of service. Yeah. And if I can like even elaborate yeah. on that, a thought that's yeah. really served, a thought that served me well is I've already done the hard work. Mm-hmm. I was in women's oncology hospice nursing for 15 years. Like I did the hard work. I said yes to starting a business and that was really hard. And so for me, giving myself proof of what other hard things have I actually done? I've done the hard work. This gets to be easy and fun now. Yeah. Like that has really served me well around my money story too. Yeah. And also, and I'm curious to know your thoughts on this, like recognizing that some of the skills that we pull from our past careers apply to what we're going into with business. Right. So it's not, so I think a lot of people have this like, well, I'm new at this or like, well, I just started. So like, again, like going back to a worthiness conversation of who am I to charge a certain price when I've only been doing it a year or six months or whatever it is, even though they have a 12 year career behind them or 10 year career, 15 year career, because I operated the same way. I had 15 years of financial planning experience. And then I'm going to go be a financial coach. And all of a sudden I'm like, not qualified. It is. It's funny. It's our brains think we're just like these little novices of like, oh, this is new. So therefore everything else that came before is a wash. Yeah. Yeah. Just not true. Right. Yeah. So like there's a, a, an element of skill stacking and um, I like that phrasing Alex Hermosi, who's a marketing coach talks about it. It's like, you already have skills, pull them through to building your business. So for you, what do you feel like are some of those skills that you were able to translate into like what you do now? Mm, Oh, that's so fun. I mean, a huge one is just compassionate listening. I think the value of having someone that can sit with you and deeply listen to what you're saying and actually pull out the one thing that's holding you back. It's a skill I knew I had, but I didn't realize the value until I did one-on-one coaching like that to me. There's nothing else like it. And more than that, my creativity of I've created my own tools from what I learned at the bedside about emotional and spiritual health into really fun, like fun exercises. I have a like expert energy blueprint where we really get deep of what do you want? And if it's hard to make decisions, you make them based on your blueprint where you've already laid out, like, this is how I want to feel. This is what I want to do in my life, like, et cetera. So even just turning things that again, I knew into my own like life, life form has been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. And so good to like hear. And I love the intangible, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, 
compassionate listening. It's not something that's going to be on your resume per se, or like something in a job description, but it's so important. And especially if you've never experienced that on the receiving end or on the giving end, you don't even know like how powerful that can be. So yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, I want to transition here a little bit into just how your money journey has unfolded. Um, lately, you're almost two years in business now. So how did that kind of transpire over time? And I know something we both want to normalize is it's not like this. I'm here world and I'm making six figures or seven figures or whatever it might be. But like, how have you progressed and how has that felt along the way? Yeah. Oh, how funny. I mean, it's not terrible and great, <laughs> right? Like yeah. I want to just normalize, like as you grow and you level up, it kind of feels terrible. Like you're going to have weeks where you're like, what am I doing? I feel like every day I would wake up feeling like a new person, honestly, honestly. So like, I want to, I would love to say, oh, it's just great. But like, it makes you question and really look at yourself in the mirror to say like, what do I want to believe about this? Because my money story was not working for me, right? It was just not. So really kind of making friends with where I was. And I think that's a really good lesson of like make friends with where you are in the process. Because that when I could just like lean back and accept like where I was, because I definitely was undercharging for what I was delivering for the first year of my business. I could have made a lot more money and just making peace with like, but look at all the experience I've gained. And if I really just sat with, wow, like I'm creating so much value here and I'm meeting beautiful people and I'm having so much fun, like concentrating more on that got me in the space where I felt more comfortable increasing my prices, where when I fought the feeling of like, I should be charging more, like I'm way over delivering and I was almost resentful and angry over it, like thinking I should be farther ahead, that just stalled me more. And that was the discomfort to get over, really. Um, and also making peace. Like I worked while I was building my business. So I think there's sometimes a stigma around that of like, no, like if you're not 100% in, you're not in. And I just disagree with that. And I think you can shift your identity. And for me, it was a really big identity shift from the service-based industry where you just give all of yourself to entrepreneurship. We're like, no, there's, there's a little bit of an equal field there. We're like, you receive for the gifts that you have and being in both spaces at once and being able to transition my identity in that space really helped me kind of love where I was in what I was charging because I wasn't reliant on my client to pay my bills. And it wasn't like this, like, I need you to say yes so that I can survive. It was this very organic It just made it easier, I think. I mean, I don't really know any different, but I, for me, it made it easier where I just could have fun and like be where I needed to be in my business through that discomfort where I thought it wasn't working or I was questioning everything. I wasn't reliant on it. And so I think that really made it easier. So if you're, if that sounds like where you are, (laughs) if this is like resonating, like don't beat yourself up or think like you should be further ahead because you're still working and building your business. Like, where is that the best thing for your business right now? Like that, that was the thought that really helped me of like, this is the best thing for my business. Yeah. 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 I think for me, cause I did, I actually have done it both ways. One, the first time around where I just quit my job completely and went all in on business and then all then failed (laughs) like massively 
And it's because I didn't have a plan. Then I did a second round where it's like I stayed in my career for seven more years and probably four years longer than I should have. Right. So messed it up both ways. I either way is messy. Like you can make it look however you want, I think is the point. (laughs) And you're on your own journey. So I think where I would have given myself different advice looking back and I, I can't appreciate is exactly what you're saying about working and running the business. It's starting to know where you're getting comfortable because for me, I stayed comfortable and I didn't go to my growth edge consistently to kind of push myself out of the nest to run the business. Right. And so I was getting really comfortable and making good money then in both. And then it was like, well, when do I transition? I think that's a really difficult question if you stay comfortable for too long. So just that would be my advice to myself is just continue to grow and continue to really tune into like, where am I against that growth edge or am I getting too comfortable and, and recognizing that? So, yeah, yeah. And that was always a good kind of question for me. And I love this is like, which makes you more uncomfortable and like, do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yep. usually the thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you brought it up before um, we started, but like even the resistance, where am I resistant? Yes. Okay. Go there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> go there next. Um, okay. So if there was one thing you would sh- want to share with just every woman in the world around one thing you figured out with money that you would just want to give as a gift to, mm. to these women, what would it be? Oh, I love that. That money is energy and where you focus your attention on the money. It's that becomes your money story truly. And making that more like rational, (laughs) rational and tangible. Like if you're looking at your bills and stressing over them, thinking, how am I going to pay this? This is the end of the world. Nothing's working. You're not open to the possibilities of where the money can be created. And I say that from very personal experience of, you know, where is the money coming from and needing to just kind of be unattached to say, where can I create the money? Yeah. And really like, And it's wild. And I know people say this and it's wild. We're like random checks would come in the mail (laughs) where you're like, oh, okay. Like there's, there's no real explanation I can say, except really like it's your thoughts about the money and don't, there's always something that you can do. And I didn't believe that for a long time that, you know, I made what I made at the bedside and it just, you know, you're, you are paid what you are based on hourly rate and there's not a lot of ceiling, et cetera. Like, so really going back to like the thought of there's always something I can do to create money. Like that was super empowering to me to be like, Oh, this is within my control. The money is not just something that happens to people. You know, it's really like who they think they are around money. Yeah. And like, yeah, because I'm here, like it's accessible to me. It's as simple as like the air that you breathe, like you could just breathe in money. And I mean, this has taken years to get to this point. This is not just a snap my finger and it was like, aha, like this is really looking inside myself of what do I think about money? What do I think about myself? Who do I think I am with money? Right. I thought money was going to change me for a long time. And so I resisted it because I didn't want to be like those other snobby people that I had experiences with. So really just kind of getting honest of like, why can you love money? And it really doesn't make a difference whatsoever, right? Like, yes, you can do more with money, but at the same time, like, 
doesn't always change it. You can have a lot of money and lose it quickly. I mean, there's lots of things that can happen. So really yeah. like, yeah, like money is always within your control. And if that kind of blows your brain or you think like, heck no, look into that more. Like I like with all of the love, like that can set you free. Yeah, I yeah. agree wholeheartedly. And I love that you brought this up. It's something that I talk about a lot. And I think I've been expanded so much in the possibilities with money. I feel like sometimes I talk out of touch (laughs) for some people. So in your eyes and your perspective and in your words, I would love to hear if you have a specific example or story around where you did create more possibility with money in, in different like forms, just something that for you was like this pivotal, like, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize I could create money in this way. Yeah. I mean, well, I think the first big thing was when I had like my first even 5,000 pay in full client. Yeah. Where it was like, wait, this exists. Like I had my highest earning month that I've like ever in my life. And it honestly blew my, my mind of like, wait, this, and it was easy. Yeah. It was not hard. It was not the key. Was easy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think that part, that to me, helped me. It was very uncomfortable, but it also helped me ease in of, I didn't really need to do anything to create this. And it happened. And it was nothing about the money at that time. It was again, me of like, what am I creating? What do I feel really like passionate about right now? And I just spent some time and attention there. And in a very organic conversation, someone was like, yes, (laughs) just like send me the bill and right. Like not even looking to sell. And I think that for me was the possibility of like, I literally didn't just settle this person. They asked me yeah. like, who even talking about it now? I'm like, yeah. it's just pretty amazing. It's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think there's like this amazing feeling that occurs when you experience that. And so that's what I wish for every woman in the world to create something and to attract what it is that you know, she wants and to be able to receive that. Um, I know we have a lot of blocks around receiving and just protecting ourselves. So being able to be in that capacity of allowing ourselves to receive money is, is a really powerful place to be. So I yeah. love that you brought that up and it's so fun to um, something I challenged myself with was creating possibilities. Like what are all the ways I could potentially create different forms of money, right? Whether it's passive income or with, you know, me showing up and doing something, all of that's possible. And the more ways I play in that, the more possibility I see as different forms of money come in and different amounts. And it becomes like this kind of detachment to what the amount even is, because it's more of a game that I'm playing. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's fun. And if, I mean, if you want a real life example, I mean, I sometimes play around with these flash sales of like, I have this idea that I'm working with and it's worked well with my clients. So let me actually see if this is something people want. And sometimes they're awesome. And other times it's a little bit of crickets and right. It's the having, it's the having fun with it, but right. It's just the possibility of like, yeah, I get to. Yeah. And I think right. Making it easier and fun when instead of, I have to, it's like, I get to, mm-hmm. and that's the hard. And again, I think that's the hard work to like, get yourself to that place where you're like, yeah, I get to do this. And it's amazing. And having that love and that gratitude for it too, I think is super important. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Awesome. Well, to wrap it up here, I would love for you to share any projects you're working on and then also where people can find you. 
Yes, absolutely. So Instagram is my jam. Come hang out with me. It's Rachel Kringoli underscore coaching. Um, I do have a Facebook group, Sassy Woo Women, and you can certainly just friend me on Facebook. Like uh, Instagram is my jam. Um, so say hello if, if you're friend me on there. And I, right now I have six open spots for the rest of the year for my one-on-one coaching. So if you want to get straight on anything, if you're an ambitious woman, who's a little in your head, wanting to work on a dream, like come on in, like we're going to make it happen in four months. So it's so fun. Mm, Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. So fun.